Excuse me, I'm trying to find a book. Then you're in the right place. If you were trying to find a parakeet, we'd have a problem. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't see it on the shelves. Are you able to look it up for me? It's called The Winter of My Memory. By Alice Bissett. Yes, that's it. We should have a few copies left on the staff picks display. Perfect. It's over by the restroom, which tells you exactly what management thinks of the staff's opinion. Oh, well, thanks. Ah, here it is. That's an amazing book. Is it? Oh, yeah. Alice Bissett can make you laugh out loud and then burst into tears in the span of two sentences. Well, to tell the truth, I don't know much about it. I'm Hanukkah shopping early, so I don't have to worry in a few weeks. Well, that's smart. I'm more of a wait until the last minute and scour the shelves of Walgreens kind of guy. Oh, I couldn't handle the stress of that. Uh, by now, it feels like a tradition. You know, standing there in the fluorescent light, having to decide between a battery-powered dancing snowman and a microwavable pasta cooker. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's the book for? Well, my niece. Uh, but now I'm thinking about it, she goes from laughing out loud to a puddle of tears pretty much on her own. So maybe this book is overkill. No, she'll love it. And if you need something else, the microwavable pasta cooker truly does work, if you can believe. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> So, what's the winter of my memory even about? Uh, it, it follows the life of a poor Canadian orphan who becomes an accomplished concert cellist, but then goes blind. Talk about a feel-good story. Hey, uh, sometimes Canadian orphan cellists go blind. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice. It's sad, but in an incredibly moving way. Maybe I'll read it myself before I wrap it up. That's not bad gift-giving etiquette, is it? I don't think so. You're taking it for a test drive. Exactly. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, Greg. Greg. Yeah, <laughs> Lena. <laughs> uh, uh, I better go before I hype it up too much. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, you've set the bar real high. <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, happy Hanukkah, Lena. Our hands are tied here, Wendy. I don't know what to say. Partridge has already filed suit. Look, I'm about to get on an elevator, so you're going to lose me, but I'll call you back when I get to the office. Hey, hold the door. Thanks. Uh, Greg? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, Lena. <laughs> Do you work in this building? Yeah, I'm at Foster Waterbridge and Smith on 8. I'm in Renegade on, on 12. Oh, here we go again. Uh, you think they could figure out how to fix us by now. Uh, apparently they need a part that was discontinued in 2004. I've spoken to the building superintendent personally, and he assures me the elevator just likes to take little naps. Wonderful. I started reading The Winter of My Memory, by the way. And? It is fantastic. I must have gone through two whole boxes of tissues by now, but somehow it's also laugh-out-loud hilarious. My neighbors must think I am having a complete nervous breakdown. See? What did I say? You were spot on. You know something? I felt so stupid the other day when I left the bookstore. Stupid? Why? 
because I didn't ask your phone number. Oh. I thought I'd be scratching my head for weeks trying to figure out how to track down this totally charming person only knowing her first name was Lena. Well, this is your lucky day then, isn't it? Do you like the ballet? Yeah, I, no. At the risk of sounding like a uncultured oaf, I'll admit I have never been. Neither have I, actually. So we're just both oafs. <laughs> uh, but the city ballet's putting up a minimalistic interpretation of the Nutcracker? Minimalistic how? If you are nuts? Something like that. <laughs> I got tickets through a client that I wasn't planning on using, but I'm thinking maybe now I should, if you're interested. Hey, if it's really terrible, we'll have something to laugh about. Well, that sounds great. Uh, let me give you my phone number this time so we can stop relying on coincidence. Right. Ah. Ah. Just like that. Nap time's over. So, what did you think? I... I thought it was sort of amazing. Seriously? It was extremely weird and at times disturbing, but it totally absorbed me. And there were times when I felt genuinely moved by it. How about you? I'm still processing. One thing I do know is I expect to see those sugar plum fairies in my nightmares for a while. (laughs) Well, I think the crying baby spoke for all of us in that moment. (laughs) Thanks for bringing me, even if it was a bit more than we bargained for. I'm glad you liked it. Do you want to walk for a little while? It's surprisingly warm for December. We might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, that would be lovely. So, tell me about yourself. Oh, okay. Anything in particular? Anything you want to tell me. All right, let's see. I am an optimist. I worry too much about pleasing people. Um, Big old family, youngest of eight. Eight? I'm lucky I got to use the bathroom as a child. Okay, your turn. All right. um, I'm a terrible liar. I'm a realist, but I think people are generally good. And I have a five-year-old son named Max. Wow. You have a son? I mean, that is great. I love kids. You're not just saying that? No. No. I I think that's really beautiful. Uh, What about your... My ex? Mm -hmm. We're on good terms. She and I just realized we make a terrible couple. But better we figure that out now than 30 years down the road, right? Anything else I should know? Oh, um, I'm technically Canadian. (gasps) I was born in Vancouver, but I moved to the States when I was three. Well, that explains why you're such a bad liar. Ah, I never put those two things together. (laughs) This is such a strange time of year, isn't it? Hmm, how do you mean? We seem to spend the whole month and a half celebrating, but by January 2nd, it's over and done with. I'd say it lingers until at least the 4th. Okay, we'll say the 4th. So where does all that communal cheer go the other ten and a half months of the year? It sounds to me like you want people to spend every day like it's Christmas. Or, you know, every week like it's Hanukkah. Unless psychologically it's somehow unhealthy to live in a perpetual state of kindness and goodwill. Or maybe the holidays only work if the other ten and a half months of the year are mundane by comparison. This might sound off base, but I actually think that was the point this version of the Nutcracker was trying to make. Our dreams and and, and fantasies only exist because of the banality of every day, not in spite of it. Ah, huh. 
Where do the partially nude Toyland babes fit into that? Madame, Monsieur, le tour de Bocastel shot une neuf de pape. Sure. Mm. Very good. Your first course will be served shortly. Cheers. Uh, what should we toast to? Two coincidences. And the great writer Alice Bisset. I'll drink to that. Hmm. That's an interesting aftertaste. I, I'm tasting notes of... Uh, cheese? <laughs> it's wine. I'm drinking it. <laughs> Oh, did you finish the book? <gasps> Last night. What an ending. I couldn't fall asleep. It kept me up rethinking everything. I know. That's some twist. She was never blind at all. But she had to pretend to protect herself from Malcolm. I would have probably done the same thing in our shoes. That's what makes it so perfect. Oh, speaking of, my niece Shayna, the one who the book was for to begin with, she's having a Hanukkah party on Thursday. Oh, your nieces? Yeah, and I thought maybe if you're free, you might want to come with me. I see. I figured she brought us together in a way, so she should be the first one you meet. Uh, Thursday, you said. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I have to check my calendar. Sure, only if you're free. Oh, how's Max doing? He's fine. Oh, I bet his Hanukkah list is a mile long. I know at that age, I was asking for every doll in the Toys R Us catalog and a few petting zoo animals, too. What did I plan to do with a goat? I'd rather not talk about Max, if that's all right. I'm sorry, did, did I say something that upset you? Well, it's just... Is this going a little too fast? I didn't think we were at the meeting each other's family stage. I didn't mean it that way. My niece is only a few years younger than me, so we're really more like cousins or, you know, friends. Well, when you say she should be the first one to meet me, who's next? Your seven siblings? Your parents? Your great-uncle twice removed? I am not saying we should take a tour of the family tree. I just thought things were going well between us and you'd want to meet some people in my Max world. Max isn't like that for me. It's going to take a long time before I trust someone enough to let them in his life. I know that. I never said otherwise. It felt to me that's where this was going. I honestly don't know what gave you that impression. Madame, monsieur, your escargot est de soupe à l'oignon. Are you ready for this? For our appetizers? No. A relationship. What I'm saying is, can you imagine a point in the future where you might want me to meet Max? Like when? A month? Six months? By next Hanukkah? It's not that simple, Lena. Where are you going? I'm sorry, I just... I am cool with you being a protective father. In fact, I think it's great. But it looks to me right now like you're using your son as an excuse for your own fear of commitment. Happy Hanukkah. Shall I bring you the check? Monsieur. Sure, thanks. As I often say, l'amour is like an old shoe. Sometimes it fits, and sometimes it stinks. What's that letter? That's Shin. Which means... You put in one of your gelds? I thought it meant you put in half of your gelds. No, you're confusing it with hay. That's when you take half of the geld in the pot. Why even bother with the game? Can't we just sit here and eat the chocolate coins in peace? Ugh. Lena? Is that you? 
Hey, Zev. Oh my gosh. I probably haven't seen you since, I don't know, Jan Moskowitz, Bumitzpa. How are ya? I'm good. I just moved back to the city. I'd been working for a few years in New Mexico, but this is much more my speed. Fewer crystals. Welcome back. It's good to see you. By the way, have you seen my niece? I lost track of her. I think she's making latkes. That explains the odor. Oh, wait. There she is by the door. With a new friend, it seems. Come meet some of my friends. Zev, Aunt Lena, this is Mandy. She's a doctor. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Dr. Mandy. Zev's my best camp friend, and Aunt Lena's my aunt. Her young, interesting, fun aunt. Nice to meet you both. Is Greg on his way? We're moving on from Greg. I'm sorry. Don't be. Didn't you hear? I'm young, interesting, and fun. So fun. Let me get you a drink, Mandy. Sorry about Greg, whoever he was. Thanks, so. Hello? Uh, hey, it's Greg. Can I help you? Could you buzz me in so we could talk? What are you talking about? I came to the address on the Facebook invite. I'm sorry, I know that's creepy, but it was public. <sighs> Unbelievable. Why are you here? Uh, I'm here because I'm sorry. You're sorry? Great. I, I'm sorry for using my son as an excuse for my fear of commitment. I'm sorry for being abrupt and rude and disrespectful. Most of all, I'm sorry that I nearly threw away this amazing thing that we're just getting started. This thing that feels almost too good and too unlikely to be true. Now, I know I'm not usually big on second chances, but if we didn't get a second chance at the start, we'd just be two strangers who had a conversation in a bookstore. So, you can throw me out on the street, and and I won't blame you. But I'm hoping you'll invite me in to at least meet your niece and maybe some of your friends, too. Take your time. I'm thinking. You make a compelling argument. And because it's a season for goodwill and kindness, I'm willing to give you a second chance. But if you think things are moving too fast or too slow, just say so. It'll save us both a lot of trouble. That's all I ask. Um, any advice before we go in? As far as your niece goes? It looks to me like she might be otherwise occupied tonight, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, and don't eat the latkes. Shh.